Hello, everybody. We are Ken and Lisa Henderson. We'd like to welcome you to the Faith Works Podcast, and thank you for tuning in. We are going to be looking into the lives of ordinary people, and we'll be examining how faith in God is working in their lives and how it will work in yours. We are very excited to bring you testimonies, release prophetic words, and examine Scripture, which will cause your faith in Jesus Christ to grow. Thanks again for joining our conversation. Welcome to the Faith Works Podcast. My name's Pastor Ken Henderson. I'm Pastor Lisa. And we're the pastors of Salt Life Church on Merritt Island, Florida. And, you know, we were talking the other day about defeating Satan through spiritual warfare. We did part one, so you want to go back and catch that if you hadn't. And we're going to do a little bit of review on that, and we want to get right back into it this morning. We started with our scripture in John 10. 10, would you read that for us? The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. So when you see this, it actually, this verse actually shows us both Satan's purpose and Jesus' purpose. And Satan obviously came to steal, to kill, and to destroy. And we talked about that a little bit the other day. And, and it's important that you get the order right because he steals the word of God. He steals hopes, dreams, health, all those things. Right. But Jesus said, I've come to give you life and to give it to you more abundantly. And so when we're looking at these uh, things, we need to see what's going on in the world and in our lives. And, and then again, we, we want to know what the Bible has to say about things because ultimately the Bible is the source. Now, now the Bible says this, if you know the truth, the truth will make you free. So we want to look to see what truth actually is, and we're going to be looking into John chapter 17, which says... John seventeen sixteen says, They are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. Sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. So again, when we look at this, and this is one of my... I, I, I like scriptures that are easy to identify the address, John seventeen seventeen. Sanctify them by thy truth, thy word is truth. And and when you read that, it really just wakes you up to things. And so Jesus, the light of the world, came to give us life, to give it more abundantly. How's he going to do it? By speaking truth to us right. through his word so that we can actually know. Now, is that the only way that, that, that the Lord speaks to us? What, through the scripture? Yeah. I don't know. He actually speaks to us through um, speaking to us personally, um, speaking to us through ministers, speaking to us through circumstances. Yeah. You know, sometimes, I think it was Bill Johnson that was talking about, sometimes he'll see repetitive numbers. And, uh, you know, there's something going on with repetitive numbers. So if repetitive numbers start to happen to you real often a lot of times i'll look up to see if there's a you know a coinciding scripture and the number is just a hint as to what god is really trying to get to you and you know we were talking in terms of three one day and um, back and forth we were riding down the road actually and she said something about threes keep reoccurring threes keep reoccurring and, of course, we pulled up to the red light, and I looked down at the clock, and it was... 3.33. 3.33, so it's kind of important. So God was trying right. to get us a message at that point in time. So Acts 10.38 says that Jesus of Nazareth with the whole God has anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit, with power, and he went about doing good and healing all those who were oppressed by the devil, 
uh, for God was with him. And I, I like the fact that it uses the term oppressed by the devil here because there's been some teaching over demon possession and those types of things through the years. And some people think that if you're saved, you will never have problems with uh, any, any, demonic activity. any demonic activity, which just really isn't true. Mm-hmm. And let me say this, it, it just it, the fact that people believe in Lucifer. They like to be called Luciferians because in his stage as Lucifer, he was actually created perfect. Uh, they don't like to really, some of them don't like to be called Satanist because he didn't become Satan until he fell. And when he fell, he became the adversary, which is what Satan means, the accuser or the adversary. And so they want to be called Luciferians because in that stage, he was actually, you know, perfect at, at one time. And, and the Bible bears that out. But here's, here's what people think. If I'm saved, I'll never have trouble with the demonic realm whatsoever. And let me just clue you in, friends. That is just not the case. The truth and the reality is, is that we're in spiritual warfare, and it doesn't go away. And whether you believe in Satan or not is irrelevant. It really amounts to what they believe, and they're dangerous because they believe these things. They practice their dark arts, and you know. And, and let me just share an experience right now. This past week, we we actually had, a, and it's not the first time we've had things like this either. But we actually had an animal that was disemboweled and sacrificed, and and it was a bird, and every every feather was plucked from it. And somebody set that right in the middle of our hood, and we know that you know Satanists and and those people in the occult do these kind of practices so we've had some odd things that have happened in our lifetime but we thank god that jesus has always been with us and somebody asked me does that really bother you said well really not not that much because i just know the enemy is out and he's trying to intimidate scare steal to steal kill and destroy and they can't do anything um, because their power is limited right but God is God Almighty. And so when, when the Bible talks about it, and Jesus said this, he said, I, I beheld Satan fall as lightning. When God kicked him out of heaven, he didn't do it in a, it wasn't a, an equal struggle. No. Uh, not at all. And so what, what you see is when God thumped him, he, he came to the ground like lightning. And so the power is not even close to the same. However, if you're not walking in the protection of the Holy Spirit, this can be very intimidating. And so we need to know what is going on. We need to know that Jesus, who was anointed by God to do the work that he, he was called to do to heal those who are oppressed. And let me just say this. You can be oppressed as a Christian and you need to know, and as a matter of fact, we did a teaching on the steps uh, of a satanic attack, and it's on our network, and you need to go back and review that because it kind of goes through some of those things. Okay. Yeah, you think? Okay. And so uh, we also want to look at, um, you know, Luke chapter 13, verse 16. Then should not this woman, this is, this is actually the woman who had been bound for 18 years, and Jesus set her free on the Sabbath day, and he said, should she not be loosed? And so, friend, one of the points that we want to make today is that you need to be loosed from whatever the bonds are, from whatever the oppression is, not be condemned because you've been oppressed, not be condemned because you've gone through a struggle. And I don't know anybody that doesn't go through a struggle 
from time to time. And as we do, we need to understand, um, you know, where we're at and what we're doing and turn our, our ourselves back to him. Now, Hebrews, we're going to start getting into fresh ground here right now. Hebrews chapter 2, verses 14. We kind of covered all those in, in part one. And so you can go back and review that. But Hebrews chapter 2, verse 14 says, Since the children have flesh and blood. Now that's talking about us. Right. He too, that's Jesus, shared in their humanity so that by his death he might break the power of him. That's talking about Satan, who holds the power of death. That is the devil. Right. So it's, it's really clear that Jesus came to the planet as a human being so that he could experience and defeat Satan as a human being, giving us hope to do the same. Right. So. Right. And the power of death. I love that. Um, he, he conquered death, hell, and the grave. That's right. And he says, then in turn, he says, I've given you all power over the enemy or all power over the evil one. So that same power that abides in Jesus abides in us. So we don't have to fear. That's why we're not afraid when people leave sacrificed animals on our property because we have power over that. They're trying to, enemy's always going to try to intimidate you um, with the spirit of fear and different things and come at you, you know, in that opposition, trying to make you afraid and use a spirit of fear. But we have power over that too because the Lord says, I've given you the spirit of uh, power of love and a sound mind. So we don't have to succumb to a spirit of fear. You know, the last church that we were in, we were just a few blocks away from a coven. And on a Sunday morning, we actually had somebody come into the church and they didn't know our praise team was already there. And we saw them, or they saw them, I wasn't there yet, but they saw them and when they did, they saw each other, the guy ran back out and he had a bag with him. And when he got ready to leave, they were in a van and they drove by and they dropped on the property. And it was a, a fox that they had caught and sacrificed and it was quartered and those kind of things. So this isn't our first radio, and if you did this, it, you know, Jesus help you, because you, you, you won't affect us. And In fact, we always pray that, you know, that those curses be sent back to where they come from. And so whatever curse you're trying to place, it's, it's not that big a deal to us. Now, what Jesus did was come by, and he taught us this. He came to show us through experience of life as a human being how we can overcome those things. Yeah, you know, the Bible gives us a great example and it shares with us how when Jesus was baptized by his cousin John, that when he came up out of the water, that a dove came from heaven and we heard the voice of God was heard that said, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. And so he was filled with the power of God, which enabled him to go forward and do the things um, that he needed to do and that scripture tells us to do. And then we too should be able to do those things as we are filled with the spirit as well. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think the biggest thing was that he was led by the spirit. When he was led by the spirit, it allowed him to be successful in everything that he did. So let's look into 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 4, because I want you to see something and how Satan's trying to work in the world today. It says, The God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, shine unto them. Okay, and and so we see these verses are talking about Satan and him killing, stealing, destroying, oppressing, 
and having power of death, blinding people to deceive people right. and all those things. So we know that we have a real enemy and who wants to just destroy you. He wants to take your hope. He wants to take everything that God has given you, every promise that God has given you and try and destroy you through his means. Now, we've been talking about what, what Satan does in the world and how he is constantly at work trying to destroy, distract, and pull down. You know, we did that one show, Distractions, Disruptions, and, and Diversions, and, and, and you should go back and watch that, by the way, because it's a really good show that talks about some of the things that the enemy is doing. Right, right. So Satan um, deceived man into obeying him, and thereby he took the authority and the dominion that was supposed to be given to us, and he's been wreaking havoc ever since then. And part of the, the problem is the blinding of the eyes and one to those who don't believe. You, you mentioned that scripture earlier. If they're blinded, they're blinded by the eyes of the enemy. Therefore, it, it's like the gospel then is hidden from them because they're blinded. So we need to pray for the scales to be removed off of people's eyes. And the other thing is by hiding the truth from us or hoping that we don't have that revelation of truth that we're supposed to be in authority and to have dominion because once we recognize that we were given authority and we have dominion then we also have authority over the enemy which he doesn't want believers to realize friend he doesn't want you to recognize that you have power over him and you have authority that when he gave authority to man to Adam and the enemy came along and took it, it we were we're supposed to take it back and we have when Jesus died on the cross because then it says that he took the keys to death hell and the grave from the enemy and he gave it back to the church yeah and when he did he gave us hope you right. know our, our movie hope has a name you just watched a little clip on that one of the reasons we wanted to show that is because we believe that hope is absolutely essential and satan wants you to believe that there is no hope. that's right he wants you to believe that uh god has has given you over to him and he can do anything that he wants to and, and and but god wants to shine his light on you in every situation so that hope becomes very apparent and that you can see it matter of fact in in jeremiah 29 11 which is one of my favorite verses it talks about hope so for i know the thoughts that i think toward you says the lord thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope yeah you know our hope is built on nothing less than Jesus Christ and his righteousness. So uh, we, we need to see that, that the importance of having hope and what that does for people. You know, the Bible said hope deferred makes the heart sick. But when it comes, it's like a tree of life. Yeah. And so having hope in this world is really very, very, very important to us all. And we need to see that. Now, Psalms 116, verse 15 says, The heavens, even the heavens are the Lord's, but the earth he has given to the children of men. What's it, what is that talking about? It means that there are things on the planet that we have to take the dominion over, and we need to understand one of the things that we actually have dominion over as a Christian is really Satan and his minions. And so when you see this movie that's out, Minions, and, you know, it's real cute and all that, well, it's not so cute in reality because Minions are, are, are demons that are working in a network, if you will, with Satan to try and see God's omnipresent, but Satan can't do that. He's in one place at one time, so he works through a network. And, you know, it's it's I honestly believe that 
they use technology these days as well to to focus on everything that's going on in the world. Whereas God can keep up with all that at one time. I believe that Satan's got a a data system, for lack of a better term, and he's trying to fight each one of us. Now, if he doesn't fight you, it's possibly because he might have you. <laughs> and so we need to see that if you're an authentic Christian, and when I say that, I, I don't mean you just say the prayer, but you're actually living. You know, we used to do this on the street all the time, and you were really famous for it. We would ask people, uh, you know, she would ask, do you know about Jesus? Or do you know the Lord? Yeah. And they say yes, and then she'd ask that 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 tell them what you would ask. It's a stunning question for most. You people. know, usually because we've done a lot of street ministry and people come by for prayer, and I would always ask them, "Do you know Jesus?" Yeah, I know him. I prayed when I was a child. And then I would ask them, "Are you living for him?" And always they would just drop their head because there's a difference in praying a prayer and living it out and walking it out and living for him. In, in the book, uh, the Bible tells us in the New Testament, the book of um, John, it talks about obeying the Lord, obeying him. Are you obeying him? Are you living for him? Yeah, and I think what, it's really critical that people see that there is a difference. And so if, if I wouldn't waste, if, if I had X amount of power, a limited amount of power, which he does, uh, if I if I had limited power, I would not waste it on something that was doing what I wanted it to do. I would put that into effort trying to fight people, right. uh, ministers, and different ones that, that that and and listen. By that, I don't mean necessarily preachers. There are a lot of people who are ministers who may or may not ever step up to a pulpit, but I would I would fight those people and fight the potential and what I saw in people way more than I would the guy who seems to be captivated with his the Bible says this every man sins when he's led away by his own lust and so if I had somebody who was an alcoholic I wouldn't waste much time on him alcohol's got his attention all I got to do it's kind of setting up set it and forget it Ron Popeil thing you know set it forget it and it's going to happen and so it, it's one of those things. But people who are genuine, who are authentic, who are trying to make a difference in the world, whether it be in the masses or just your family, he attacks moms because moms tend to be the more spiritual in most homes. The husband really should be the priest of the home. And the husband, if you get the picture, is the band around the family that holds it together and should be led by a spiritual leader. But he attacks moms because it, the easiest way for, for me to attack some people is not through attacking them head on. He'll attack moms through their children. And so, and then he attacks dad through mom. And it's, it's really, you gotta be wiser than he is and understand that we have dominion over these things. And husbands, you need to just stand your ground and say, you know, in Florida we have a stand your ground rule that allows me to defend my house, my home, my being, my family. It's the same thing. We, we need to stand our ground and just say, wait a minute, I have dominion and take back what Satan has tried to destroy us with right. and that. So so we want to get into 
actually, uh, I want to read Luke chapter 4, verses 5 through 7, and we're going to jump in that. But you have dominion, so let's let's see what he... Then the devil taking him up on a high mountain showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And the devil said to him, All this authority I will give you in their glory, for this has been delivered to me, and I give it to whomever I wish. Therefore, if you will worship before me, all will be yours. You know, Satan often tries to tempt us uh, with things that God's already provided for us, and we really need to see that. And so don't give in to him. You know, he's trying to to tempt Jesus with authority, which Jesus already Already had. had. Because he said, all authority has been given unto me. And you read that in, in, at the end of Matthew's gospel. And he said, all authority in heaven and earth has been given unto me. Right. And I'm giving it to you as Christians. And so you need to see that we can defeat Satan through the authority that we carry, which is based on God's word and having faith in him with the Holy Spirit. And listen, we got more angels than they did. That's right. You know, the Bible talks about a third of the angels fell with Satan. So we've got two for every one. And they that are with us, this is what the prophet in the Old Testament, uh, he, he said, open the eyes of the people, or, or of the young man that was with him. And he said, he looked around, he saw all these chariots and all these, and he said, they that are with us it's are more. more than they that are with him. You know, Satan will often tempt us with things that God's already given us. And this is what he was doing with Jesus. He was tempting him with authority and glory, which he already had from the beginning. Adam was was an example of this. He was brilliant, and yet Satan tempted him and said, you need to eat of this tree of good and evil, the, the knowledge of good and evil, so that you'll be like God. You'll be smart like God. You'll know everything, and, and, and you'll live forever. Here comes Jesus, and he's doing the same thing to him. I'm going to give you power and glory. And Wait a minute. Uh, Jesus should have just said, hadn't you been to my house? <laughs> and and, and I, I know you've been there. And, 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 that, and it's kind of a strange thing. That, that that we're having this conversation go on between these two and Satan is trying to tempt Jesus with this and but what just occurred to me or the download I just got is of course he did that because Adam was the first Adam mm-hmm. Jesus was the second or the last Adam that mm-hmm. came so there had to be a similarity of what happened Adam was tempted and he lost mm-hmm. everything Jesus was tempted, and he did not lose everything, and that was to show us that we can be tempted and still stand, that we can face temptation. We do not have to give in to it. There's always a choice, my friend. There's a, even in the garden, there was a choice. There was a garden full of everything they could have, and then there was the thing they couldn't have, and God did not take away their ability to choose. Again, Jesus had the choice, but he chose wisely, and took back what Adam lost. Yeah, you know, in our notes, and and I don't think you, you knew this, but we were right there at it. Jesus came to earth and resisted Satan's temptation as the second or last Adam, Adam and destroyed the works of the devil. A man lost dominion, and so a man had, had to, to get, get it, it back. back. And so that's really important, and we need to see that. And so the scripture that coincides with that is 1 Corinthians 1545. So it is written, the first man, Adam, became a living being, 
and the last Adam a life-giving spirit. spirit. So when we come to Christ, we are made alive by his spirit, which gives us life and it gives us hope. Right. And so our hope is in nothing less than Jesus Christ and his righteousness. So we need to see that for what it is. The last Adam, Jesus, came and took care of it so that we can actually get to the place that we need to be. So 1 John 3 and 8, would you read that for us? It says, He who sins is of the devil, for the devil has sinned from the beginning. For this purpose the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. That's why Jesus said, It is finished. Isn't that great? Jesus said, It is finished, and we don't have to worry about things. We still fight. How do we fight? We use his word. We use our faith. We actually worship God. And warfare looks different than what you think it does necessarily. It's not about how loud you shout at something. Sometimes it's just a quiet moment of worship. You know, on Tuesdays at our church, we've been having great prayer meetings. And it doesn't look necessarily like people might think it would. John, it, it, it's really when 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 the worship is going is one of the most powerful times. And it, it's the transition point to me from when we're talking to God or asking God and making your prayers known to when he's actually answering to us. So John 19.30 says, when Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, it is finished. He bowed his head and he gave up his spirit. I want to cover just one more scripture if we have time. Matthew chapter 16, verse 18 and 19. Jesus said to Peter, Upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. And so when we're binding and loosing, this is all part of it. We bind the spirits. We bind the devil. I bind him in this situation. I bind him in my son's life, my daughter's life, in whatever situation. And I plead the blood of Jesus over every situation. And it is by these means that we actually have an opportunity to win the battle. Amen. Amen. So, friends, we're out of time. And so we just want to thank you for coming by and sharing with us today. And we want you to know that you can bind the devil in your life. We want you to know you can plead the blood of Jesus over your sins, over your life, over every aspect. And really, I want to say this, don't operate in fear. When Satan tries to intimidate you, which he will, don't give in to that. But just find the scriptures in the Bible that tell you who you are in Christ Jesus and he's going to give you the victory. Amen? Amen. Amen. God bless you and keep you, and we'll see you again soon. Thank you for listening to the Faith Works Podcast. If you like what you heard today, please be sure to visit us at cornerstonegm.org for books, blogs, movies, and spiritual growth. You can also follow us on Facebook or Instagram at Lisa Henderson, and that's Lisa, L-E-S-A, and at Ken Henderson, or you can follow our ministries at My Salt Life Church and at Cornerstone Global M. See you next week.